Welcome to Vegan Stories Podcast, featuring people who eat abundantly, live vibrantly, and dream of a vegan world. I'm your host, Jeff Rosenblum, and today's guest is a worldwide leading expert on veganism, a coveted speaker on topics including radical body positivity, personal narrative as a means of social justice, and How to Change the World for Animals. She is the author of The Veg News Guide to Being a Fabulous Vegan and Always Too Much and Never Enough, a memoir. Along with animal law professor Marianne Sullivan, she is the co-host of the long-running Our Hen House podcast, an award-winning show that centers around animal rights. She is the former senior editor for Veg News Magazine, the world's leading plant-based media brand, and the longtime love columnist and celebrity interviewer. As a speaker, she's toured the U.S. and beyond and presented the TEDx talk, Compassion Unlocks Identity, to a sold-out crowd of 2,000 people at Asbury Park, New Jersey's Paramount Theater. She's been featured on NPR, CNN, as well as in publications including The Atlantic, Women's Health, Yahoo, and New York Daily News. She was named a 40 under 40 by The Advocate. She has been seen in documentaries including The Ghosts in Our Machine and Vegucated has appeared on The Dr. Oz Show and has contributed to a number of anthologies, including Running, Eating, Thinking, Defiant Daughters, Voices for Animal Liberation, Queer and Trans Voices, and Circles of Compassion. She is the editor of the essay series Encompass Essays, Pursuing Racial Equity in Animal Advocacy, soon to be an anthology published by Lantern Books. As an actor, she starred in the film The Bra Mitzvah and has appeared in national television commercials. She's been seen in theater in New York City and Los Angeles, where she also performed stand-up comedy and was a regular MC for charity events. She holds a BFA in acting from Pace University and is a certified holistic health counselor. She is a longtime activist across many realms, including animal activism, LGBTQ activism, and anti-racism. She is the parent to several elderly rescue dogs and an annoyed cat. I am so thrilled to welcome to Vegan Stories Podcast, Jasmine Singer. Hi, Jasmine. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. You know, Jasmine, over the past few weeks, I've seen you do interviews on several podcasts, and I've been blown away by how much you've already accomplished from your books and co-hosting your own podcast to editorial positions and contributions public speaking, appearances on TV, radio shows, and documentaries, 
print media coverage, acting, stand-up comedy, emceeing, self-counseling, content creation, multi-realm activism, and I can go on and on. So I'm so excited to have you join me today on Vegan Stories Podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me and for sharing vegan stories. That really exhausted me, though, to hear the way you described me. I feel like I need a nap. <laughs> well, it exhausted me to think about all you do. It's really, really incredible. And we'll get into all that. But, you know, first, I always like to begin by giving our listeners a better idea of who they're listening to. So would you please share your age? I'm 41. And where are you originally from? I am originally from Edison, New Jersey, which is about an hour outside of the city and right smack in the middle. Yeah, I was I was born and raised in New York. And where do you currently live? I am currently in a little town in the Catskills, about two hours north of the city. It's called Greenville. People who live in Greenville have never even heard of Greenville. So that's how small it is. I lived in New York City for 20 years uh, right in Manhattan, right in Lower Manhattan, moved to LA. And then during the pandemic, I got in an RV with my wife and our three dogs and our cat. And we drove out to rural New York to kind of uh, wait out the rest of the pandemic. Well, that sounds like a great idea. And it is absolutely beautiful up in the Catskills. So I'm sure you're enjoying that. And, and thank you for all that information, Jasmine. And now tell us about your vegan journey, including how long you've been vegan. Well, I've been vegan for around 17 years. Uh, I was a vegetarian first for many years. That was back in the day when a lot of people went vegetarian first. But I think now more and more people are going right to vegan, I hope. Uh, and I was uh, so I was a vegetarian and I was a theater student and I graduated college with a degree in acting and I got a job as an AIDS awareness theater educator. And so I was really advocating for marginalized communities, and that was deeply meaningful to me. I think I took the gig because it was an acting gig that paid, but it came with uh, this side of educating youth about about AIDS and, and safer sex and things like that through the means of theater, and that made me an activist. So around that time, I learned about what was going on for dairy cows and for egg-laying hens, and I met a vegan <laughs> and so many stories I'm sure of your guests at some point involve meeting a vegan. And so I met a vegan and she kind of took me under her wing. It was Marisa Miller Wolfson who made Vegucated. We were friends. Yeah. yeah. And so we were also both acting in New York city. And so we would run into each other at these giant auditions, which ironically were called cattle calls. And she was showing documentary films at night at her at her Unitarian Universalist church on the Upper West Side. So I went to see one. I was on a date <laughs> and, <laughs> and I learned about uh, I, I learned about what was going on with dairy cows and egg laying hens. And I had fancied myself a feminist. So once I learned about how these uh, female bodies were being, you know, horribly oppressed and abused and the, the very reproductive organs and systems were being overtaken by systems of oppression. I went vegan and basically made it my life's work. Wow. Well, Dedicated is an absolutely amazing documentary. I've seen it a couple of times and highly recommend it to any listeners that have not seen it. Now, now, Jasmine, what can readers, including longtime Veg News readers, expect from the Veg News Guide to Being a Fabulous Vegan, your new book that was published recently? Yeah, thank you. Well, I, it's funny because when I first went vegan, I do wish this book existed because it, it covers 
pretty much everything. It covers uh, 30 days, 30 little chapters on various aspects of veganism from what you eat for lunch to, you know, baking without eggs and what you include instead of eggs down to the harder hitting issues, including climate disaster and world hunger and factory farming and the humane myth, animal law. And it's all sort of said as the what I like to believe, what I hope is the sassy older sister hopefully that's me and it's a really just kind of an accessible guide it's it, it's 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 funny it's light it's easy reading every chapter ends with a, a sidebar so you could just go to that list depending upon the chapter you know like ideas for what to what to get at the grocery store to like affirmations on self-love for the weight chapter for example which is not about weight loss it's just about weight <laughs> and uh and then it has a recipe which lucky for you i didn't write the veg news because <laughs> i'm not i'm not uh the, the best cook on earth but i I'm, i make a mean piece of toast <laughs> Well, you and Veg News have worked together for a while now. What inspired the idea for the book? Yeah, I started writing for Veg News back in like 2006. And I was a writer for a while. And eventually I became the senior editor and I moved to California for a while uh, to sort of helm the editorial side of things. And I was the whole time I was friends and colleagues with the publisher, Colleen Holland, who's just a remarkable person who co-founded Veg News over 20 years ago. And so... This is my second book. And when uh, I was thinking about what to write for my second book, it, it occurred to me that it would be great to be able to write a, a guide to all things vegan in a cute pink package that, you know, everyone can enjoy. And you can just turn to page 34 or whatever for an answer on everything from protein to raising kids vegan to strength to insert the blank, it is, it's in this book. And we teamed with Hachette, which is our publisher, and our editor is Renee Sedlier, who is a longtime vegan and has been the mastermind behind a lot of really great vegan books. So it, all in all, it was like this giant vegan uh, love fest, and we created this book together, hoping that your veg-curious friends would want it, if not for anything else, for the recipes. And then, bam, they're also learning about things like the humane myth. Well, I'm so glad that you wrote it. And and what's your number one tip from the book for our listeners? It's funny. I, I've been getting asked this question, and I think every time I answer it, I answer it differently. So <laughs> I think that my number one tip just keeps changing because uh, it is sort of it depends on who you're talking to. Right. Like the number one tip, if you're talking to your fitness loving, you know, cousin is going to be that you can thrive as an athlete on a vegan diet you know my number one tip for your your average veg skeptic is going to be that there is a vegan version of every single animal product out there literally everything and it's actually really fun to figure out what it is and uh so yeah i think the number one tip is just that it's not rocket science we can we can all do something to live in further alignment with our worldview of compassion and how we want to show up for animals well, I couldn't agree more. And and how about your first book, your memoir, Always Too Much and Never Enough? What What, what is that about? And, and uh, you know, just share that with our listeners, because I think uh, it's an amazing theme. Thank you. Uh, Always Too Much and Never Enough came out in 2016, and it is a memoir. I firmly believe that personal narrative is an important way to create social change. Ever since I wrote that, 
part of my life's mission has been to help people to find their truth and tell their story because magically our story is always somebody else's story. And my book, my memoir was about how I grew up as a bullied kid who, you know, just really wanted to get out. And I really struggled with my body and I struggled with self-esteem and I struggled with, you know, my beautiful uh, thin mother who was always you know, craving perfection, craving physical perfection. And I was kind of her like chubby daughter following her around to her Weight Watchers meetings and her Jenny Craig meetings and her Nutrisystem meetings. And my, and my view of food was really skewed. It wasn't something that had anything to do with, with, uh, personal nourishment, let alone social justice. I learned that a lot of years later, but it was a vehicle for changing yourself. And all of that kind of messed me up, which is a very common story, especially with girls and young women. And uh, I, I really delve into those issues in my book. And I talk about how that turned around and how veganism was a giant part of that for me. Well, you also recorded the audiobook for both of your books. How were those recordings different given the different uh, kind of bent for both books? I would say, first of all, that recording the audiobook for both Always Too Much and Never Enough and Fabulous Vegan was the most fun I've ever had in my life. Like, I loved it. I, maybe it's because I love podcasting and just, but something about just being in the studio and like, it, it was so fun. Uh, I, you know, I, I think always too much and never enough. It's a very personal book. Obviously it's my story. It's kind of weird sometimes when I open it and I realize that I wrote about that and people can read it. It's not just like in my <laughs> diary. Uh, yeah. So in that sense, it was, I felt very vulnerable, but at the same time, again, my story is someone else's. And if you read it and you feel like parts of it resonate with you, then it isn't about me. It's about you and the way that you're experiencing it. So I had, I got to get over that real quick. For a fabulous vegan, you know, I, again, with the sort of like this sassy older sister role that I have ascribed to myself, I'm not a sassy older sister, but I like to pretend I am for the, for the vegans or the vegan curious. Uh, it was more like a, I felt so lucky, Jeff. Like I felt like I kept having these moments of, I get to do this. I get to record an audiobook for people to listen to on their way to work because they might be curious about protein or they might want to know a little bit more about climate change and animal agriculture. And I get to be at the mic. Like it was an honor. It was wonderful. That sounds amazing. And, you know, that's one of the things I love about doing my podcast. And you mentioned your podcast. Tell us about the Our Hen House podcast, because I think it's incredible. Thank you. Uh, as yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about your podcast, too. I think it's just a wonderful way that people can amplify the voices of, of do-gooders and change-makers and current events as they, as they relate to animal rights. And so Our Hen House is a podcast that I have co-hosted with Marianne Sullivan every single week without missing one for the last 11 years. So we go up every Saturday and we interview uh, activists of all stripes, you know, famous people, not famous people, uh, lawyers, parents, teachers, students, entrepreneurs, cooks, uh, you name it, as you're doing. And, and we talk with them about like what their inroad is to changing the world for animals. We also report on rising anxieties, which is a segment that 
looks at what the opposition is saying about vegans and animal rights activists. And we provide commentary on what's going on in the zeitgeist as it relates to animal rights. We also produce the Animal Law Podcast, which Marianne hosts. She is a professor of animal law at NYU and Cornell. And and she's a brilliant mind. In fact, one of the reasons why I wanted to start our hen house so many years back was because I had access to her mind and I wanted everyone else to also. So uh -huh. that's what our hen house is doing. Well, that's fantastic. And I know you've interviewed the best of the best between our hen house and, and uh, veg news as well. And, and Jasmine, can you tell us more about your DEI diversity, inclusion and equity work in relation to your animal activism? Absolutely. I, I really am just sort of on the coattails of Encompass, the Encompass movement, which is helmed by the brilliant Ariana Spurdy. And uh, I took part in their DEI training a year ago. And uh, my nonprofit, Our Hen House, was a sponsor of that. And so basically what their training was doing was working within the animal protection community to speak with leaders about how we can change things so that the animal rights community, which of course is a microcosm of the world, is benefiting from white supremacist culture. And how can we stop that for the benefit of all animals, human and non? So as I was sitting there in this like Zoom room, I thought we should write an essay book. And so mm -hmm. I kind of digitally raised my hand and mentioned it. And lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, Ariyanish contacted me and said, yeah, we should. Are you up for it? And so I was able to edit, uh, you know, a dozen or so leaders in the animal protection movement to document their stories. And we partnered with Sentient Media, which is an incredible organization. I sit on their advisory board as well as Encompass's advisory board. And we published all of the stories on Sentient Media. Uh, and then we got approached by Lantern Books and Media. And Lantern is going to be publishing the anthology version of this essay collection later this year. I think it's coming out in September. And it's just about anti-racism in animal advocacy and how how white activists such as myself can uh, really step up to end this ridiculousness of, of uh, only white leadership. It's not only white leadership, it's predominantly white leadership, predominantly white funders, predominantly uh, incentivizing white activists and how we can uh, be an inclusive organization which can only help all of us and, and ultimately help the animals. Well, I think that's amazing you're doing that. And and Jasmine, among everything else that you do, you're also the vice president of content at Kinder Beauty Box, a vegan and cruelty-free makeup subscription service. Can you tell us more about how you curate content there? Yeah, thank you very much. Kinder Beauty is aiming to mainstream vegan and cruelty-free beauty. And uh, from a broader perspective, I am helping to foster and create dialogues around veganism, beauty, and inclusivity. So I'm lucky enough to run, amongst other things, the Kinder Beauty blog, which is called Kinder Words. And we just tackle everything from what you know, what beauty means from a vegan perspective to like, how can we shift our thinking around, uh, around beauty so that it can be based in compassion because 
animal testing for cosmetics and animal testing in general is cruel and archaic and unnecessary. That's why Kinder Beauty was created, helmed by actresses Ivana Lynch, Daniela Monet, and activist Andrew Bernstein. It was created in order to have a, a, a different way of showcasing vegan and cruelty-free companies and products. So if we broaden that, then what we have left is a community full of passionate people who love their beauty products, but want to understand how those beauty products plug into a broader perspective on the world and what it means to move forward with true beauty, which is compassion. That's a great message. It really is. And, and Jasmine, where do you see yourself, Jasmine Singer, in five, 10 years? And where do you see the vegan movement in that time? <laughs> Jeff, I'm supposed to be asking other people that. <laughs> um, well, you are involved in just uh, You have the greatest window towards well, everything. Well, thank I you. Uh, for me personally, you know, this is something that I think about a lot, especially lately. Uh, you know, I think that we, you asked me how old I was. I told you I'm 41. I think that we get to a different phase in our career when we turn around 40. And we, mm -hmm. for me anyway, I, I really started to like look at what I was doing and what what impact it was having, and like, am I spreading myself too thin? Am I am I focusing on too many things? Is there one thing I should be honing in on? Am I not doing enough? Like all of those questions, so many people I know around my age are asking as well. So for me, I'm I'm exploring whether it makes sense to go in the direction of like of a more mainstream media platform get involved in that mm -hmm. you know is it is it useful to have a vegan there in like a big ocean as opposed to like being a vegan in vegan media which is like you know a pond i don't know i, I don't know the answer but it, it, it's things i'm exploring and from a writing perspective i'm trying to sell another book and wow. it's about fat acceptance and body positivity always with a vegan bottom line i think this is a super important dialogue that we should socially and collectively and personally be having. And I'd like to help to uh, bring bring that to light. And the vegan movement as a whole, well, I mean, there, uh, I think that that cultured meat or clean meat or new meat or lab-grown meat or however you want to call it is finally here. And it's just starting to appear. And I think it will only grow and become more and more accessible. I think in 10 years, for sure, it'll, it won't be so fringe. Uh, I can remember going into a restaurant in San Francisco when I heard that they had the Impossible Burger and they were one of the first restaurants to have it. You couldn't get it with a bun. You couldn't get it with anything on it if you were vegan. And I was so excited to go there and order it. And and now the Impossible Burger and the Beyond Burger are literally everywhere. So I think that that's the trajectory that's going to happen with cultured meat as well. It's going to be at one place and we're all going to be excited and then we're going to see the price tag. It'll be super expensive. And then it'll start to be mainstreamed and made much more accessible. And uh, so will veganism. Well, that is absolutely awesome. And I think you're you're right about that projection. And how can our listeners connect with you, Jasmine, and learn more about everything that you do well i hope that people listen to our hen house because we have a lot of fun over there so you could just wherever mm -hmm. podcasts are available you could tune in to our hen house 
And uh, for me personally, my name has no E, so it's Jasmine Singer, J-A-S-M-I-N singer.com is my website and that will connect you to all of my uh all of my various projects that i spoke about on your on your show so including always too much and never enough and the veg news guide to being a fabulous vegan obviously follow veg news as well it is an incredible resource for veganism and i look forward to to continuing this dialogue with your listeners and with you Absolutely. Well, Jasmine, I look forward to that, too. And you are an absolutely fabulous vegan. Again, I am so impressed by everything you've done. I can't wait to see over the next five, 10 and even more years to see everything that you're going to do, because you're really helping push the vegan movement forward on so many levels. And it's been amazing, like I say, getting to see you on some other podcasts, certainly having you here today on my podcast and sharing all the information about yourself and everything you do. And uh, I just wish you all the best as you continue to move forward and and i think you're amazing and then keep doing Thanks, what you're Jeff. doing i'm really excited to like learn about what you're doing here with vegan stories you're you've really got your finger on the pulse of so many things that that you know energize me personally and that i think are really important for change making so i really appreciate you reaching out and i'm super excited about following your work as well well i appreciate that that really means a lot and and stay well and and uh I will talk to you soon. I'd love to have you back here anytime. I love that. Thank you. That was Jasmine Singer, and I'm Jeff Rosenblum. Thank you for listening. And remember, eat, live, and dream vegan.